BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The Chicago Bulls get destroyed at Madison Square Garden, losing their second game in a row to start the new year. We're going to talk a little bit about that game. We're also going to debunk some Bulls narratives that have started, you know, I think going a little bit too far in the wrong direction. Talk about the Bulls' big man rotation and the returns from injuries we could see on Friday. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And yeah, we have a whole a full post game recap up on the channel from yesterday's game where the Bulls got absolutely destroyed by the New York Knicks, specifically in the second half of the game. When you look at it, the Bulls were a very competitive first half where the Bulls shot 46% overall from the field and 47% from three point range. That flipped in the second half of this game where they, sh- where they shot 37% from field goal range and 33% from three-point range. So right there, it's just it just wasn't the Bulls' night in the second half of this game. They just didn't have it. The defense fell off dramatically. They had a 99 defensive rating in the first half of the game. They ended up finishing with a 119 defensive rating. So that defense considerably fell off for the Chicago Bulls in the second half of this game. We got out-rebounded. The lack of size really came down and really hurt the Bulls a lot down the stretch of this game. And ultimately, the Bulls just did not have enough to win this game when it came down to it. The New York Knicks made adjustments in the second half that, you know, we called if you guys were in the halftime hangout. I said Tom Thibodeau is going to make some considerable adjustments in the in this, in the uh, second half of this game. And how Billy Donovan reacts to those adjustments is going to really be telling to how well the Bulls can really stay in this game. And it just did not go in the Chicago Bulls' favor at all by any stretch of the imagination. It was bad in every stretch of the in, in every facet of the game in the second half of the Chicago Bulls. We got out rebounded. The turnovers hurt us. They got 21 points off turnovers. Uh, you know they got more second chance points than us, more bench points than us. All all the all the things, all the things. It just did not go the route for the Chicago Bulls in last night's game. And you know, yeah, you got to look at it. the second half from Demar Derozan. He only took three shots. Three shots. That's just not that's not typically what we see from DeMar DeRozan, and that's not typically how the impact that he has on the game. 
Kobe White's shooting stroke came back, especially in the second half. He was three for four for three-point range. He finishes the game making six three-pointers, so that's good to see that Kobe White's you know shot came back, right, and how that can help the Bulls going forward. But when you look at it, like Andre Drummond did the best that he can um, out there. We just didn't have the big man depth. Terry Taylor didn't play terrible, but he he definitely got outworked by size. And so at the end of the day, it's just the Bulls' injuries caught up with them. And, uh, you know, I, and I get it, next man up mentality, all that type of thing. But at some point, you just can only go so far with the next man up. It's just it's just what it is. And so the Bulls just, unfortunately, coaching, got out coach, got out class, got out work. Jalen Brunson and uh, Julius Randle, they, we just had no answers for them in the second half of this game. When you look at it, even though the Bulls went into the first, uh, came out of the first half with the lead, in the second half of the game, the New York Knicks scored 65 total points, whereas the Bo- Bo- uh, Bulls scored 55. I mean, sorry, 45. So it just, it, it just, it all worked out in the Knicks' favor. And the Bulls just, they didn't have enough. They didn't play. They didn't execute well enough. They didn't adjust coaching-wise well enough to win this game. And the Bulls deserve to lose this game. They now fall to 0-2 on the season. We got the Charlotte Hornets coming up two games against them. Maybe that those are get-right games for the Chicago Bulls. But specifically, I want to talk about that 23-9 to run in the final eight minutes. That's what that's what completely took the Bulls' chances of winning out this game. They actually kept it pretty close, even with you know the defense kind of falling off in the second half of the game as well. I think they got the lead down to like two at one point uh, early in the fourth, but then that run in the fourth quarter it just it just took over. And so when you have Jalen Brunson scoring thirty one points efficiently, you got Julius Randle scoring thirty five points. The Bulls really didn't have any type of answers or any uh, secondary scores or anything like that to really step in for the Bulls when they needed it the most. And that's just what it goes to, man. This this is it's an unfortunate loss. It's not a loss that any of us want to see, right? I guess if you're pulling some positives out of it, it's good that Kobe White shooting uh it came back. He had eight assists, four rebounds on top of those 23 points. DeMar DeRozan still had 28 points, even though he only took three shots in the uh in the in the second half of the game, but to get to the free throw line pretty consistently as well. It's just uh, listen, the Bulls didn't have enough. The New York Knicks are a better team. They play better, they executed better, they did everything, all the things. All the things better than the Chicago Bulls in this game. And, you know, when it, when you when that happens to you, it's unfortunate. Uh, like I said, I, don't get me wrong. It's definitely not what, what we want to see from this team, but it's what we got. And I think you, you can only, uh, you know, we, we can only do so much. And uh, unfortunately, hey, the Chicago Bulls got outworked yesterday and got outworked meaningfully. And so that was a team that you had all their starters scoring in double digits really good. Didn't have really anybody that necessarily killed you off the bench because some of their bench players is in the starting lineup just like ours. but. You know, the Bulls, unfortunately, it, it wasn't enough. Bad games from Javon. Javon Carter was absolutely terrible. Patrick Williams was terrible offensively, did some things defensively that, that were solid, but was was bad offensively in this game. Um, and, you know, like I said, Terry Taylor getting over, uh, getting outworked considerably. Adama Sonogo and Julian Phillips only play a combined three minutes. So, you know, that question on will Billy Donovan go to the young guys considering the injuries got answered. The answer was a fuck no. Uh, so, you know, when it comes down to those things, man, the Bulls just, they, they didn't execute. They didn't deserve to win that game. We didn't play well enough to even really be, went to try to win that game. And uh, that that's unfortunate when, when it comes down to it. But, hey, injuries did call, catch up with the Bulls. And that kind of gets us to the next thing. I want to debunk some things that are going on and kind of talked about right now with the Chicago Bulls. And one of the things first is Zach Levine. Now, do not get me wrong. Zach Levine was playing bad before he, before he get, went out. But now there's kind of this narrative, this overcorrection of the narrative that, Oh, Zach Levine is terrible. He can't help this team win. What are you talking about? Like, when it comes down to it, this is the thing. Zach Levine, much like Nikola Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan were to start the season, was shooting a career low on almost everything. Everything. And so, 
one of the things with Zach is that you 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 don't expect him to shoot that that much of a career low, right? That's just not what you expect. And so I think that the narrative now has turned to this thing where it's like Zach Levine is this horrible basketball player and that he can never do anything to help the Chicago Bulls. And even the, the things of saying Zach Levine's a ball hog, like that's a lazy ass, uh, I think, I think uh, statement to throw towards Zach Levine. That's not to say that he's not a flawed player. That's not to say that his basketball IQ hasn't hurt the Bulls down the stretch. That's not to say that he takes some boneheaded shots at times. That's not to say those things, but I think like there's been an overcorrection on the narrative around Zach Levine, and and now that that he's 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 making his return back soon, that 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 overstatement on some of his negatives has like deterred from the fact that Zach Levine can help this basketball team. Yes, it comes down to Zach being willing to buy in, absolutely, but. It, but the, the, we can't just say that that's not something that can happen. We've seen Levine lock in before, and I think now if, that, if Zach Levine is motivated upon his return, whether it be to up the trade value or whether it just be to, hey, these guys have been playing pretty damn good without me. Let me go ahead and get get back to what I can be, right? Whatever that is, I think that, that can it can help the Chicago Bulls. I'm not willing to say either that, oh, just – automatically, yes, it's going to happen. But when you look at the the reality of it, Zach Levine was shooting his career low from three-point shooting uh, range. The career low. Career low. Let's keep that in mind. He also was shooting one of the worst field goal shooting percentages basically since his rookie rookie year outside of the year he first came back from his ACL injury. He did only shoot the ball 38% over those 24 games. But as far as being healthy, that's what it is. Uh, Career lows, again, so you would hope that there's some regression to the mean in that case, meaning that Zach Levine gets back to more what is his his career averages, which is 38% from three-point range, almost a 40% shooter. He was also a, a 46% shooter overall from the field. So those things can help the Bulls. Now, you do want to see Zach Levine come back and lock in with what this team is doing, and there are legitimate questions to be had about that. But to just say that Zach Levine's this horrible basketball player that in no shape, form, or fashion can help the Chicago Bulls get back on track and win some games, I'm sorry, but that's just an overstatement. I understand why some of you guys feel this way, especially with how well the Chicago Bulls were playing without Zach Levine. Do not get me wrong. That improvement was real. We've talked about it. The reason why that happened, you got more, uh, the balls being spread around more. You got more players involved. They're more engaged in the offense, things like that. And Zach Levine needs to come in and try to fit into what we have rather than be the system. Absolutely. But if he does that, there's no room. There's no way that you can't say that Zach Levine can't help the Chicago Bulls. The biggest question is Willie, and that's the question that I have, not that if he has the capability to. Now, as well, DeMar DeRozan, you got to look at DeMar DeRozan in this game a uh, a little bit as well, like what's going to happen with DeMar? I think the way that he's been playing has been really good for the Chicago Bulls, but you know, you have this thing around him where like, oh, he slows the offense down. Well, sometimes you need to slow it down because the Bulls just aren't aren't getting off shots, so that's another thing that you got to look at as well. And so, you know, at the end of the day, if you act like Zach Levine just can't help this team, I, I I just can't get with that. Now, as far as another thing that we need to debunk, the, the big man rotation. Right now, the Bulls have seen a huge drop-off in the production that they get from their backup center. When you look at it, the fact that Andre Drummond's in the starting lineup and the next guys following him up are basically G League-level guys. Terry Taylor is a guy that fights and competes, and I give him credit for what he's able to do rebounding-wise at his size. I give him credit for that but he's absolutely still a player that's the back end of a bench player for a reason. Now, I understand, too, play, people saying, well, then play Adama Sonogo. The fact of the matter is this still, Adama Sonogo is an undrafted rookie, and there's still going to be a fall-off. Now, can he get to the point? I do think that Adama Sonogo can be a very good backup center in this league. For, uh, by the, what I've seen from him in the G League, we just need to see it be consistent. But I do think that there's there's a possibility to, but 
the huge fall off now that we have in productivity off the bench isn't just even at the big man position. You got to look at what we're doing as well. Daylon Terry now is playing meaningful minutes for the Chicago Bulls. And while, like I've said, like I say about Adama Sinogo, I'm glad Daylon Terry's getting some minutes because you're seeing him start to kind of the game slow down him a little bit more, him understanding a little bit more how to go about it. But that's still a huge fall off for what the veteran in, in, in Torrey Craig was able to give us. It just is. Then you got Javon Carter playing like absolute dog water out there. So like when it comes down to it, Right now, our bench that we come, came into the season expecting, Io, Alice Caruso, Andre Drummond, Torrey Craig being the experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co biggest players coming off the bench for the Chicago Bulls. Two of those are gone. Andre Drummond's in the starting lineup. Alex, well, hell, Alex Caruso's in the starting lineup as well. That, that, that only leaves Io DeSumo out there from what's supposed to be our bench rotation. Everybody else is supposed to be back-of-the-end bench guys. And there's something to be said about how those injuries are affecting the Chicago Bulls and the struggles that we're seeing right now from the team. And that's not to say that Tory uh, Craig was everything for the Bulls. Nobody's acting like he's a superstar-level player, but there is something to say when you have a veteran out there that you know, if he's even if his shot's not falling, he's giving you really good defense and communication. We don't have that from a player like Dalen Terry, even though, like I said, I want to see Dalen Terry get some consistent minutes. It's just that you have to understand that even with that said, no matter how high you are on Dalen Terry or not, there is a fall-off going from Torrey Craig to Dalen Terry playing a lot of minutes for you in that rotation. And so, Right now, the Bulls are being affected by that. That does not mean that they still can't win games. That does not mean that they don't still need to execute. Those things are still true. But we have to, those are just realities that you have to come off for it. And losing Torrey Craig's versatility off the bench is a real thing for the Chicago Bulls. Because I would say this, if, if even with Nikola Vucevic being out, if Torrey Craig was still in this game, or in, in, not injured and in for this team, 
he'd be playing some small ball five and at least he could stretch the floor, fight, do some things like that, and it'd be a much better production than what, what, for example, Terry Taylor's giving you. So I think there are some things that are really going on with the Chicago Bulls team and, you know, lack of versatility, the injuries, those are definitely part of it. And the Bulls right now, they fell down to the 11th seed. Now, when you look at it, we're only a half game back from being back in that final playing spot. We're five games back, theoretically, of the ninth and, and eighth and ninth seed, basically. And so when it comes down to it, over the last half of the, the last half of the season, it's coming it's appearing to come down to the Nets, Hawks, Bulls, and maybe the Raptors to fight over basically three playoff spots. And, you know, could the Bulls go even higher than that? Yeah, we got a weak schedule. We get players back from injury. Zach Levine comes back and he's rocking with the Chicago Bulls. If Nikola Vucevic comes back healthy and, and we get back on that run and how we were playing, yeah, we can maybe even pass that. But right now what I'm saying is the Bulls are a half game back of that final playing spot, which they can get right back into. And then they're five games back of the eighth and ninth seed. So those are the teams that you're looking at really competing with because so many people are asking uh, of the, the the Nets, the Hawks, the Bulls, and like I said, maybe the Raptors. The reason why I have the Raptors as a maybe on this list is because are the Raptors trying to win this year? That's one of the questions you have to ask after that trade. Like the Raptors may have packed it in and just said, hey, we'll, we'll see you guys next year. But they may not as well because they got some players that can absolutely contribute right now. They've won their last two games. So, you know, maybe there's something to be said about that. But um, so that, the Charlotte Hornets, that's a team that's only won eight games. The Washington Wizards, Detroit Pistons, those are teams that are all kind of out of it at this point in time. But the Raptors, the Bulls, the Hawks, the Brooklyn Nets, maybe you can even throw in uh, the New York Knicks in there as well just because, you know, yes, they've won their last two games since the trade. Um, but they're sitting there at the eighth seed, so maybe you can throw them in there. Maybe one of those teams fall off because of injuries or something like that. But that's where the Bulls sit right now. And it's it's more than easy. When you look at the Chicago Bulls, they have the easiest schedule remaining in the NBA. That, that The easiest. It went from the third easiest to the easiest. The only other teams with easier schedules close to the Bulls are the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Orlando Magic, both teams which are playoff teams and towards the top of their conferences right now, which is funny enough. Also, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Boston Celtics, again, sometimes the rich get richer. But the Chicago Bulls have a very easy schedule per the strength of schedule right now. And so this is a time where with injuries, with players coming back from injuries, things like that, that it could the Bulls can make up some, some considerable ground here coming up. But it really does come down to what happens. Uh, we only played 10 of our 15 games this month at the United Center. Um, so I'm sorry, away from the United Center. We only play five games at home over the month of December. So this is, while it is an easier schedule for the Chicago Bulls, the Bulls are going to still have some tests over that time. And if they can come out of this month with being close to 500, the sky is really the limit. And a big part of that comes back to the injuries and the players that we have coming back. And we got even more news from Billy Donovan on that, on both Zach and Vooch. So according to Billy Donovan, that Zach went through the final intense workout with the, Cindy Bulls, with, with the Windy City Bulls yesterday, and that he cleared that. Now, the, the biggest question on if he's going to be able to return against the Hornets comes down to how he feels um, after that workout. So, you know, we'll see how he feels today, how he feels Friday um, morning. That can determine whether that Zach Levine returns, but it seems like all things are geared towards Zach Levine returning for the Chicago Bulls on Friday because he did clear that last hurdle. And then you got Nikola Vucevic. Started off yesterday hearing that Nikola Vucevic really didn't have a timeline but that changed actually yesterday. So it looks like he progressed in the running department and came out of that workout really good. So a more defined timetable will be figured out over the next couple, few days, he said. So that leaves the door open as well for Nikola Vucevic to return Friday. So Friday could be a, a day of returns for the Chicago Bulls, both from Zach Levine and from Nikola Vucevic and how they return. Well, we, we've seen how Vuce fits in with the new way that the Chicago Bulls are trying to play. If Zach Levine comes in and continues that as well for this Bulls team, you are then looking at a team that 
is getting players back. While their schedule is getting easier, yes, they'll be on the road. But if that, if they, if Zach Levine can come in this, I'm not putting everything on Zach because again, the Bulls have to play well regardless of that. Kobe White has to get back to shooting the, the three ball well to add some spacing to that floor. But in adding another 20 point per game scorer in Zach Levine, it's going to theoretically make things easier on the players out there. Now, we need to still see the players be aggressive. And that's one of the biggest questions is how does the return of Zach Levine affect everyone else, right? And that's something that the Bulls also have to look at themselves is in bringing Zach Levine back, does it create more of a headache or does it help clear up some of the pictures of what you want and maybe even that trade deadline aspect? So it, like I've said before, everything really is, is helped with what the Bulls are trying to do by Zach Levine coming back and playing well. The biggest question is Willie and Willie accept that role of trying to fit into this team and not being the guy. And, and that's not to say that anybody else should be the guy. I think that this Bulls team and what we're seeing right now, the best outcome for it is to not have one, the guy, is to have a, a, a team that's playing as a team, moving the ball around. The offense can come from anybody because players are moving without the ball. I think that's the best version of what we can get from this Bulls team. And so we got to hope for that. And so hearing that Zach Levine is pendingly, is, could, could be making his return back, I think that, that that's a good thing for the Chicago Bulls. And, and it, could, it could be a bad thing depending on how he tries to fit in, but I hope that Zach is now set there on the sideline has seen the way this team played, has seen the questions around his play, and he comes back and tries to kill it. And, and I don't mean by kill it by just shooting a bunch of shots to try to score, but comes back and says, nah, I'm about to be an efficient player. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to try to prove some of these doubters wrong, and hopefully that we see that from Zach Levine. And I think that uh, motivated Zach coming back to this team, it is, man. And, 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 that's, and uh, to his credit, Billy Donovan said that. Billy Donovan said that it seems like Zach Levine is, has the right mindset, said this. Obviously, I talk to him in the building pretty regularly. And I think whatever he can do to help uh, the team has kind of been his mentality. It always has been. I think he sees now how we're playing and what we're doing. And the thing he would want to do is come in and contribute and make it better. And so if Zach Levine does that, if that's not just empty words and empty statements, and Zach Levine really does want to come back and help this team in the way that they're playing and help execute, it can help the Bulls so much. That's why I wanted to debunk that from so many Bulls fans that are now acting like, like Zach Levine is Paul Zipser. And he's not. Zach Levine is a talented offensive player that has his flaws defensively, more off-ball than on-ball defensively, but has his flaws. But Zach Levine right now coming back and playing well is, is the best scenario for the Bulls, even if you do still want to see Zach Levine traded, which I still do think is the most likely outcome in all of this. Zach Levine coming back then can get you more depth pieces and assets to help this team, but he has to come back when it, when it comes down to it. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And, you know, Zach Levine coming back, finding his way, could be really big for the Chicago Bulls team and uh, can help us, you know, go in the direction that we want to go. And so let, let, we'll ultimately see what, what comes down with that. Now, with that said, before we leave, man, we're heading closer and closer to the trade deadline. We're 11 days away from that January 15th deadline that so many people kind of harping on. I don't know how active the Bulls or any team is going to be at that January 15th deadline, but we go back to what we've been hearing again, right? To kind of recap that Zach Levine's trade market is, I think the last word that was used for the last buzzword was barren. Uh, for Zach Levine, teams are still interested in Alex Caruso. Still, teams are still interested in Andre Drummond. That kind of makes into what their contracts are. Um, and so when it comes down to it, is that you know the Bulls are going to have to make some decisions here at the trade deadline, especially if Zach Levine's trade market is as low as what people are saying, and he's just not a player that seems like he's going to be moved. If he's not going to be moved, then do the Bulls look to move some other players? Like I said a couple of episodes ago, with the contract extension to Demar Derozan, do they look to move Demar to get anything back for Demar Derozan? That's a question, you know, that the front office has to ask themselves, right? You know, you got to think, like, is a second-round pick worth it? Because that may be the most of what you get. Maybe some, some you have to get contract filler, right, salary filler. But, 
you know, the Bulls have to ask themselves that. So it's, it's a lot of hopefully clarity that comes over this last, you know, last stretch going through March, right, this month of January for the Chicago Bulls. And we'll be talking about it all here, man. But, um, like, hopefully Friday we're talking about some returns. That will be a really big story to hear Zach Levine is making his return on Friday against the Charlotte Hornets and to see how he fits in. Because, listen, Kobe White's a different player now. Kobe White is a different player now, and he's been giving a facsimile of what uh, Zach Levine gave the Bulls when he was playing at his best. And so now to can potentially have two dynamic players at the guard position who can score, it takes a head coach coaching very well to make that work together. And so we'll end up seeing, man. But let me know your guys' thoughts as always down below. If you're on the YouTube side, if you're on the podcast side, I'll tell you guys how to get your thoughts in. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.